Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Midnight Show. It is officially Christmas. Now I know some of you or even most of you might start celebrating in November but for me it isn't officially Christmas until December kicks in and because of that this week I have a very special story for you. It's a story from my book Strings which is available to buy on Amazon if you would like a copy. The story is about a Christmas tree. Now, for those of you who are about to put up your Christmas tree or already have your Christmas tree up, then have a have a listen, leave a comment, tell me what you think, because this is one of, this was one of my favorite stories to write. Um, I myself will be putting up my own tree within a few days, and I really hope that nothing sinister happens. So. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the midnight chill. Christmas trees are more than just an object. Mummy, mummy, pick this one, pick this one. Kiva was pointing her towards the biggest tree in the lot. This one is far too big, darling. Carl smiled down at her five-year-old daughter. It is pretty, though. It is, it is, I want to get it. Okay, we'll see what your father says. But he won't say yes. He'll choose the one Tony points out. He always does. Kiva hated that her brother always got to pick the Christmas tree just because he was three years older. Oh, this one's pretty too, isn't it? Kiva didn't answer. She didn't want to look at another tree. Patrick appeared from behind one of the many trees in the lot. Tony was trailing behind him. Pick one yet? Kiva immediately grabbed her father and pulled him towards the huge Christmas tree. This one, Daddy. Get this one. Please. Isn't it a little big, honey? No. It's perfect. It's the most perfect tree in the whole world. Her father laughed and looked at Carol. It's up to you. Okay, we'll get it. But we have to trim it when we get home, okay? Kiva ran over and hugged her father. Thank you, Daddy. That's one brute of a tree, Carol said staring at it, sitting in the corner of their living room. Patrick laughed as he came in with the printer. Well, the kids like it, and that's the main thing. Don't cut it too much, it actually looks nice the way it is. Patrick smiled and kissed her cheek before grabbing one of the longer branches. He snipped it down at the trunk. There was a hiss when he squeezed the printer. He turned to Carol. Did you hear that? What was it? I think it was the tree. Patrick heard himself saying the words, though he didn't quite believe them. Carol was about to laugh when she saw something dripping off the end of the branch in his hand. What is that? Patrick raised the branch. A huge drop of goo fell onto the floor. He touched it. It's just sap. Don't let it drop all over the carpet. Patrick placed it on a sheet of newspaper and went back to the tree. He reached for another stray branch and snipped it. Again it hissed. Carol was getting a little freaked out. Why is it making that noise? They probably just cut it down today. It hasn't had time to dry out yet. It was the only explanation he could think of to reassure her. You sure? What else would it be? I don't know. You're not hurting it, are you? Patrick started to laugh. It's just a tree, honey. Carl felt stupid for saying that, and she hated feeling stupid in front of him. Where are the kids? They're up in the attic finding the decorations. And don't be worrying. I told them not to attempt to bring anything down. Patrick reached in and snipped another branch. Again it hissed, and sap dripped off the branch as he pulled it out. I'm going to help them. Carol was at the door when she heard Patrick swear. What's wrong? He was shaking his hand. I must have caught it on a thorn or something. 
There was a diagonal script across the back of his hand and it had drawn blood. The tree is getting his own back. She disappeared out into the hallway laughing. Pain was alive in Patrick's hand. He tensed all the muscles hoping to relieve it. Pain began to ease but it was starting to itch around the wound. He resisted the urge to scratch. There was only one branch left to cut. He'd get rid of it before treating the wound. He raced in and a drop of blood rolled off his hand and landed on one of the branches. The tree shuddered so violently that Patrick had to step back. What the? It looked like a gale force wind had just hit the tree. As he stood staring at it, the shaking stopped, dead. Not one single needle moved on its branches. It was like nothing had happened. Carol was calling to him from the attic. He called back telling her he had joined them in a minute. Taking a cautious step forward, he grabbed the branch and snipped it quickly. The hissing was louder this time. As he was retreating, he thought he felt one of the branches crest his cut hand. Patrick dropped the branch on top of the others and left the room. Hurry up, Daddy! Kiva was excited. What's up, honey? Patrick popped his head into the attic. We want to decorate the tree. That's what's up, Carol smiled. Okay, you got everything ready? Sure do. Tony handed him a box of decorations. Patrick reached up for the box. As he grabbed it, pain shot through his hand and he had to release it. The box fell onto the floor below. The others stared at him. What's wrong, Daddy? Kiva asked instantly. Patrick? Once again, he tensed all the muscles in his hand. He waited till the pain subsided before answering. I'm okay. I just cut my hand and stinging a little. Let me see. Carol knelt down beside him and took his hand. She gasped when she saw how badly it was swollen. The wound was secreting some sort of clear liquid. Did you disinfect it? I thought it was just a scrape. Go and do it now. Tony and I will bring down the boxes. And me, Kiva insisted. And you too, honey. Patrick made his way to the bathroom. He raced up to the top of the medicine cabinet and took down a bottle of antiseptic. Applying the liquid to a fresh face cloth, he dabbed at the cut, removing the goo that had applied itself to his hand. He felt the sting as the disinfectant came in contact with the open wound. He could hear Carol and the kids bringing down the decorations. He wanted to be with them to enjoy their family tradition. Cursing himself for being so stupid, he poured more liquid onto the cloth and placed it directly over the cut. His face scrunched up at the stinging sensation. This time it penetrated throughout his entire body. Once it had subsided, he wrapped a bandage around his hand, returned the disinfectant to the cabinet and hurried to join his family. They had already begun to decorate the tree. You okay, Dad? Tony asked. Fine, son. Just a scratch. Patrick winked and put an arm around him. Look, Daddy. Kiva pointed to the tree. That's lovely, honey. Did you do that? Me and Mummy did it. Tony put the bells on. Do you want to help? It's okay, honey. You go ahead. Carol gave Patrick a worried look, but she relaxed as he smiled back at her. They knew each other's little quirks so well. Patrick sat down on the sofa and Tony moved in beside him. Go and help your mother and Kiva. Tony didn't budge. In a minute, he replied. Together they watched the girls decorate, with Tony getting up occasionally to correct anything he thought was out of place. Patrick's hand was itching like crazy, but he resisted the urge to get into a scratching war. Within an hour or two, the tree was decorated from top to bottom. Kiva ran over to him with the final decoration. Okay, Daddy. Angel time. Already? Patrick joked. Yes. Hurry up so we can turn on the lights. Kiva grabbed Patrick's hand and led him to the foot of the tree. This was always her favourite part, 
She laughed excitedly as Patrick put his hands around her waist and lifted her up into the air. He could hear Carol giggling behind him. Kiva had grabbed the top of the tree and was manoeuvring the angel into position when the most extreme pain shot throughout Patrick's hand. He could feel it pulsing out from the cut. He felt like pulling his hand away from her and trying to control the pain. It got worse as Kiva continued to struggle with the angel, but he couldn't let go. There was no way he was going to let his daughter fall. Carol noticed the pain in his face. Patrick, what's wrong? Nothing, I'm fine, he gasped. You're not fine, you can barely talk. Kiva, come down and we'll put up the angel later. It's okay. Kiva, honey, hurry up. Nearly got it, daddy. Patrick could barely hold her up. The pain was now shooting up his arm. Carol could see he was in agony. For Christ's sake, Patrick, put her down, she scolded. Got it, Kiva said joyously. Patrick quickly lowered her and dropped to the ground holding his hand out in front of him. Carol knelt down beside him. Are you okay? It's just a cut. Did you disinfect it? Yeah, it's fine. Can we switch on the lights now? Kiva asked. Sure you can, Patrick said. Tony switched off the overhead light and they sat down. Kiva had the controls in her hand. She loved switching on the lights. She pushed the button and the tiny fairy lights flickered on, surrounding the room in a glow of colours. Kiva and her mother gazed in awe. Tony just smiled. The moment the lights were switched on, the cut on Patrick's hand went crazy. Pain shot out like bursts of lightning. He could do nothing but tense his hand again. He didn't want to spoil a moment for his family. As they sat admiring the tree, the pain grew worse and continued up his arm. He got up quickly and stumbled over a few boxes trying to make his way to the kitchen in search of painkillers. Items fell on the floor as he rummaged one-handed through the drawers. His cut hand was hanging useless at his side. Carol came into the kitchen. What are you doing? Where's aspirin? It's in the cupboard with all the other medicine. Realising he already knew that, Patrick stormed across the room and opened the cupboard. He pulled out the aspirin and swallowed too. What's wrong with you? Nothing. My hand's just a bit painful. Let me see it. No, it's okay. Patrick, let me see it. Taking his hand, Carol undid the bandage slowly and carefully. Jesus, Patrick, you told me it was just a scratch. It was. He couldn't believe it. His hand looked horrendous. It was badly swollen and the wound was surrounded by a deep red coloration. There was a green tint where the cut had been opened. It looked almost like moss. You sure you disinfected it? Carl asked, worried. Of course I am. Patrick, you need to go to the hospital. I'm not going to the hospital. I'll be sitting there for hours and then they'll just give me cream and send me home again. It needs to be looked at, honey. I'll go to the doctor in the morning, okay? Carol gently rewrapped the bandage. You better, she said. Patrick got up from the sofa. I'm going to lie down. What about the film? Sorry, honey. I'm just really tired. Sluggishly, he made his way upstairs to the bathroom. He lifted down antiseptic and was about to undo the bandage when he saw the wound had spread to the edge of his wrist and was starting to creep up his fingers. Feeling weak, he decided against applying the disinfectant. Besides, it hadn't stopped the infection from spreading earlier. He went into the bedroom, using the walls to steady himself. Once inside the room, he collapsed on the bed and was asleep instantly. Patrick opened his eyes. The room was dark and he could see the glow of the streetlight behind the curtains. The bedside clock read 4.58am. As he sat up in the bed, Carol's arm slid off his body. He hadn't even felt her touch. He got up and went downstairs into the sitting room and was immediately drawn to the tree in the corner. 
He thought he saw it moving. The jingle of decorations verified this. Patrick went closer. The tree stopped moving and the clatter of decorations fell away. He reached out the hand he cut earlier and touched the tree. It shuddered again and the branches started to caress his hand and his arm. Patrick watched amazed, yet powerless, as the bandage was unravelled and removed by the branches. The bandage fell beside his feet and still the branches continued to caress the wound. It had opened up and he could sense the softness of the needles as they played with his skin. One of the branches shot forward and entered the wound. Patrick started to shake in rhythm with the tree. He could feel himself changing, getting thinner, smaller. The tree hissed and his eyes widened with terror. Kiva got into bed beside Carol. Mummy, mummy, where's daddy? I don't know, honey. Carol was still half asleep. Is he downstairs? No, I checked already and I'm hungry now. Carol got out of bed and pulled on her dressing gown. Come on, I'll get you some food. But daddy always makes my breakfast. What happened to the tree? Carol asked, walking into the sitting room. I don't know, Kiva called from the kitchen. It was already like that, she added through a mouthful of cereal. The Christmas tree decorations were scattered on the floor. Carol had started to pick them up when she noticed the bandies lying beneath them. Mystified, she wondered why Patrick had thrown it there. Was he the culprit who had stripped the tree? And where was he, anyway? She called to Kiva as she left the room. Did you not see your father this morning at all? In the corner, the Christmas tree started to shudder slightly. It was only a small movement, but it was the only thing Patrick could think of to get her attention. That's it guys, thanks for listening. I hope this doesn't put you off putting up your Christmas tree. And if you do put up your Christmas tree, be very, very careful. You never know what might happen. Don't forget, my books, Love's Curse and Strings are available to buy on Amazon. Links are in the description below along with my social media. So give it all a little follow if you're following here. Um, next week we have a very special episode. It's the first in something that I want to bring to the channel every so often. So stay tuned and look forward to that next Tuesday. Until then, EOI.